Hey, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Elon Moore. We are live. Are we live? Due to the current situation in regards to COVID-19, instead of recording on location here in the Slut Show studio in Amsterdam, this episode is an Instagram live stream. Follow at the Slut Show with Alan Moore on Instagram to never miss out on any updates. And without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary beans and any and everything in between, my name is Alan Moore and welcome to this second live stream of the slut show today i will be joined by someone who is very uh, close to my heart i love her very much and i cannot wait to introduce her to you all she's a business babe a creative soul she's a feminist bombshell she is has had her fair share of chronic illness and um i'm lucky to call her my friends let's um welcome her on the live stream Waiting for the connection. Yay! Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, so, so this is a bit lower than I thought. That right. Perfect. Perfect. How are you doing? I'm alright. I'm alright. How are you? That's great. I'm good as well. I'm really excited for this live stream. I've been looking forward to it for so long. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. I did spend my entire day doing this, so no, that's just kidding. But um, <laughs> before we're going to get into all the goods, the slut show with Ellen Moore, the podcast slash talk show about shit you and I have to deal with on a daily basis, about feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. This is my first live, live ever, actually. Oh, wow. I'm, um, I'm taking your live stream virginity, kind of. Yes, that's fine. That sounds very weird. We were talking in advance, obviously, a lot about live stream and um, everything around it. And we just wanted this to be a conversation between two friends having a cocktail or a glass of wine. So if you tuned in, take some with you and enjoy this conversation. Feel free to ask any questions at all to us at any point in time. Sure. I can't even, you look so gorgeous, I just want to say I'm going to stop touching myself at well. Yeah. Okay, good one. I'm going to live. What is the most empowering thing you did lately? Lately? Hmm. Did you not prepare me though? Is that something I should have prepared? No. No, um, but that's usually in the leader. It ends with, um, enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. So here we are with your weekly dose. So what right. was the most empowering thing for you? Um, oh my goodness, can you go ahead and help me first? Because I need to think for a second. I get that, no worries at all. Um, the most empowering thing I did, well, actually, I've been, I've been taking a step back and clearing my schedule for some uh, relaxing time for myself without putting too much pressure on it, um, and that's been very refreshing for me. So um, I'm very proud that I've given myself that breather i very much so needed it so um it was needed and i love it um we discussed many things that we wanted to discuss sexuality is obviously a big deal for slut show um and there was one thing that you said and it just made me tear up with laughter almost uh, you said i have a fear of blowjobs can you take us 
into that journey. What? Of course. So, yes, it's very funny because today I was listening actually to a podcast of this person who says that she's actually top-notch at them because she doesn't have gut reflex. And she was saying saying that she loves it and everybody that she's given a blowjob to says that she has, like, she's the best. And I'm like, no, you cannot relate to you. Um, So, yeah, so the thing, like, I told you, I have a fairly small mouth. And now the thing is, I usually think, nah, you don't. This is not a thing. But she, like, it's for real. I I confirm. It's it's just... just it's small. So it's small mouth and like a lot of teeth. I also have the, the, the wisdom teeth and oh, that just very bad gut reflex, like whatever gut reflex that girl didn't have, I have it for her. Um, and so it's like, I was thinking about it today, how to describe, because I still do it, mm-hmm. not super often, but I still do it. Um, but you know how they say like deep throat. Like, that's definitely not me. Mm-hmm. Normal, normal throat isn't either. I would say it's a very shallow throat, almost mouth only. <laughs> but I mean, y- you do you, right? I um, make it work. I make it work. But they're horrible. I don't like penises necessarily. Like, Daniel's is fine. Who cares? <laughs> like, I've built a relationship and I like him as a friend, so I can do it best. Become friends with your partner. Say, I mean, that's good. That's good. I, that's very important. I think um, yeah. when when I was first starting to be sexually active and everything in and around it, I the first thing I said to my best friend, who might actually be watching, if you are, wave at us. Um, but I said, I I can't. I don't. I just I, I cannot that's imagine. It's no. It's not happening. Not not now, not ever. It's disgusting to me. I don't no, no, no. It was just no. Um and then I hadn't done that ever, but at one point I was like, okay, maybe I wanna start giving globe jobs and maybe, you know, that was a thing in my mind and I was so scared that I was gonna fuck it up. So I bought a cucumber and I practiced. <laughs> <laughs> I've and, heard stories of, but I've never met anyone that actually did it. I did not. And then I, um, I've never told this story actually to anyone. Nobody knows this. This, so I'm outing myself big time. And then yeah. I first gave, for the first time, gave heads to my at the time boyfriend, and he was like, "There's no way in hell that was your first time." Like, <laughs> cucumbers count. I don't think so, man. So well, very good. Yeah. See, you you applied yourself and paid off. So I can recommend if you haven't ever given head to a male, buy yourself a cucumber and just look for the size that your uh, prospect partner is like, or maybe make it a little smaller if that's what it's like. It's a very good recommendation to be honest. Sure. Um, we were talking about um, chronic illnesses, and uh, that's obviously not as lighthearted as, um, oh my god, blowjobs. Blowjobs. Right. <laughs> T- uh, take us into the journey of what it's been like for you. So, yeah, it's, like for me, it started, what was it, 2017, I think? Yeah. Um, so I was in Australia. Sorry. So fun to find out in a place that is not even like your 
like your hometown, like right. it was kind of like 24 hours flight from my parents, so it was very scary. Um, and it kind of started very odd because it, when it's like brain related, it's very scary. So I started um, having weird, just like memory loss, and um, I couldn't see very well. I was always seeing as if I was constantly drunk. So it was always just very weird, um, very tired. To <laughs> yes. But that, that's what I used. Yeah, that's what I started doing. Though I started drinking so that at least I brought it up on mis- myself, and then as a way of healthy. being in control of it. Yeah, that's very interesting, though. Like psychology, psychologically. Yeah, not very healthy. No. Um. But yeah, and then like I got MRIs, I got tested, and actually, it's very like it's been two years of exams before I got the right um, diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I got it kind of like, yeah, all right, that's that. Let's move on. Uh, because like I was diagnosed with migraine straight away, but migraine's just one of the things that I have. Mm-hmm. I also have visual snow, which is what explains most of my, um, of my symptoms. And so for a very long time, it was like, you keep telling me I have migraines, but they don't coincide, like that doesn't coincide with the symptoms that I have. Mm-hmm. And then one day I went to a uh, neuro-ophthalmologist who is like a neurologist that is specialized in eyes as well. Um, and she finally got the, um, the diagnosis right. And it's such a common experience for women that they go for years undiagnosed. The most common um, example is uh, endometriosis that goes like for years just brushed under the rug and like it's just your period it's fine it's normal and it's really not um so yeah it's been really shit but and that is one of the main symptoms of the patriarchy we live in that women with severe symptoms no matter in what area no matter what the complaints are no matter what symptoms there are um women are not taken seriously for the little things that's it's often brushed off as like mm, you're on your period or here's some something against stomach aches or just take an aspirin and it's so frustrating um having to constantly prove that you're actually sick and having to prove kind of that you actually need help and that there needs to be a solution um i i myself relate to that a lot like with migraines i've had migraines for forever and i definitely um, in in a sense, also blame certain doctors for not having thought of the possibilities of wait maybe it's not just migraines maybe she is living in a domestic in a house of domestic abuse and those things were not even an option um, they were not considered and mm-hmm. I can imagine that for you two years of searching that must have been horrible. Yeah, mostly because it was related to the brain. It's like one of those things that you can't just cut it off. Like, obviously, it's even with a leg, it's like a lot. But I don't know. The brain was something that scared me, particularly. And like, just these people, like, all of these people just brushing me off. I was starting to think, literally, I am dying in front of everyone and nobody is figuring it out and nobody even has and they all think that they have figured it out and they stop looking. That's a very scary thought. Yeah. For something to yeah, I get that. I relate to that a lot as well. Um 
something more lighthearted. <laughs> um, obviously, we just talked about our fear of doing low jobs. Uh, then I found this partner, and I was like, okay, I like it now. I don't have it, but I like it now. Good one. Um, how is um, is it for you? Because you you told me this in prior uh, prior to the live um, that sometimes your a libido and your need for sex, however you want to call it, is a little bit higher than your partner. What is it like? Yeah. So at the beginning, it was very very weird because especially the relationship just before my current partner mm -hmm. was a very sexual person and he was extremely attracted to me so it was like sometimes i'd get mad because it was trying to get changed to go out and he was like like basically jumping on me and it was like just, just okay but enough and um, so like i came from something very different um and so at the beginning i took it personally and that's the worst thing that you could possibly do because if you think about it we are not expected to be hungry at the same, mm -hmm. like the same, like just as often or just as much as our partners. Yeah. These are personal needs, personal physiological needs that are completely independent, can be completely independent from, you know, me in my case. Right. Um, obviously, there is also, it depends also if you're attracted to a person. But in our case, situation, yeah, yeah. In our case, he was attracted, and he simply doesn't have as much. It's not that he doesn't. So here's the thing: like, he just doesn't think about it necessarily unprompted. Mm -hmm. It's not so, that just. Oh, I want sex now. Yeah. Right. Like, it happens to me and you at three p.m. and we just go grab our vibrators. It doesn't happen to him. Okay, listen, people, people, every wo woman that is watching, oh my god, I have news for you ladies. Um, so I was watching a show uh, the other day, I constantly watch things about sex, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, I guess masturbating is also scientific research at this point, <laughs> watching porn is research now, so I love my job so much, and um, so I was watching like a show about um many different things in the bedroom and one of the things they told us um, was that at 3 p.m so 3 in the afternoon is the best time for women to masturbate because then your uh, estrogen levels are highest which i heard that and i was like that's why i need my 3 p.m breaks and it just made sense and i just it clicked which is fantastic to me i mean <laughs> maybe um, we could say that it's the best Time for pers people that were assigned female at birth. Right. Correct. Yeah. And you told me that, and the day after, I was like, oh, I need to go get my vibrator. And what time was it? It was three. And so I texted you, and I was like, see, like it's true. See, it's, it's true. It's actually true. <laughs> so um, if, if you're watching and you're like, why am I always worrying at three? Here's the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe stop noticing because before that I never noticed and now that I know I do notice but I realized since I, I started because uh, I'm in university right now and um, since we switched from school on location to doing things through zoom and other like zoom like programs I was like why can I not focus at 3pm literally that time and now it just it 
just explained so much to me. You should say that Richard, like, I don't know, headmasters of schools and such, like, erase all 3 p.m. classes. We're too horny to listen. <laughs> Oh man, no, but for real though, that is a thing, in my opinion. Um, have you, because you said, um, I did not ask you what you do. Can you please tell us a little more about the fantastic earrings that I am wearing and that you are wearing? Sure. So actually, this is the good part about uh, my my grain. That, um, so when, as soon as I moved to Berlin, I wasn't able to... Um, start working straight away because my migraines were not manageable and I was trying out different meds so it was just not doable at all. Yeah. Um, also because on top of migraines I have anxiety. So the meds were actually for anxiety. Um, and so I instead started a little bit of German um, and literally when I started, I stopped studying German, three days after I was starting to look for jobs and the pandemic hit. Germany, so we went into lockdown. Um, so what happened that is that I was bored at home and I needed to do something with my time and with my head, just do something. And I started making vulva drawings and I produced my first earrings, vulva-shaped earrings. It's actually a funny story. I don't think I've ever said why I designed those earrings. Okay. The very first ones that I've ever made, I didn't even like say it anywhere on my website. Um, so I have a friend who is a lesbian, but and everybody knows that she is, but she was saying, oh, I'd love to have like a necklace with a ball puppet. Um, I'm not very comfortable to buy all of these very um, kind of anatomic looking ones. Right. She wanted something that was a bit more abstract. And so actually the first pair of earrings that I made were for her. Well, the first drawing that I made was for her. Mm -hmm. And um, she doesn't have earrings, so, so I made her a keychain. And I put them on Etsy, kind of not knowing whatever I was doing. Mm -hmm. And in like three days, I sold two pairs. And I was like, I, I can do this? I can make a living out of vagina, no, sorry, vulva-shaped stuff. Mm -hmm. This is the dream. And so, yes, this is what I do currently. Those are my boob ones, Kristen. Um, this is Tanya. This I is love those model. so much as well. And this is another Kristen little boogie. The, this, this afternoon, because we, we were hoping that you could maybe print something uh, 3D right now. Because they're 3D printed and they're sustainable. Yes, yes they're made of, uh, so the material is called PLA and it's a plastic that is um, biodegradable and it's corn based. So it's actually very funny because when I when I have to fix it a little bit, I can use a lighter if there are like some strings um, and like it emanates this like very sweet smell. I love it actually. I could become a no, I don't know how to say it. LPP addict? What is that? The people that burn stuff. Oh, um, I know that, ladies and gentlemen, we're teaching Dutch now. Pyroman. Oh, really? Wait, do you get Pyroman. Pyroman. All right, Italian Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. Can someone translate this for Figure us? it out. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really cool. And um, when I I saw your uh, page and I discovered your colorful, feminist, um, inclusive, sustainable 3d printed stuff i was like i need to know who this woman is i 
And then this afternoon she told me, uh, yeah, I, I think I can print some boobs. <laughs> Which, can we just take that quote and like put it in a frame and hang it up yeah. somewhere? I really wanted to make boobs for you, but um, first time since I started this business, so in almost one year, that I go to the printer and it says error, check the blah 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 valve and blah 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 and then restart the printer and I was like, no, I don't think so. Never mind. My, my technician is out of the house. Right, so. not very feminist though. <laughs> I know, that's what he says. <laughs> but I want to keep doing the fun stuff and leave him to do the stuff. I mean, I get that. Some is is it really not feminist though? I mean, isn't it just convenient? Yes, I or think it's shit. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> I think the point is that it's not that it's not feminist to use your partner. It's a bit assholey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when I asked you what is something you would like to talk about on the live stream, one thing you said was, "I do not want kids." And oh yeah take me into because I grew up always saying I don't think I want them if I'm lucky enough to be able to have them I might if I find the right person but I don't know and I don't think so and I told everyone that since I was seven years old so really yeah for real um also with like the note the note about I don't know if I can have them which is very strange for like an eight-year-old to know that kind of shit yeah, did you know someone that couldn't? No, I didn't. I just, I don't know, very inclusive, born that way, I guess. Okay. Um, and so now I, I sometimes get frustrated when friends tell me, you're so gonna have kids. And I'm like, maybe, but can you, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> what does what it be like for you? Actually, like, it hasn't been like that for me. I I didn't know. I just didn't think about it. I kind of gave, gave it for granted, like took it for granted. Um, I thought I was gonna have kids because that's what we didn't do. Um, <laughs> no, but that's that that's probably what was in the back of my head because I cannot right. explain it otherwise. Because I've always said that I didn't like kids, but inside of my head, probably because so many people tell you. You're gonna like them when you're older and bull like that. Um, I kind of thought, always thought that I was gonna have them, and then I don't remember when. One day it was like, like in the middle of a, an anxiety, just I don't know, attack about life and making money, and I don't know. And one day I was like, what if I don't have kids? And all of the anxiety about having to settle down somewhere, having to make enough money, having to be perfect and to give up all of my life for them, uh, and all of these things that I thought that I needed to do because I thought I needed to have children kind of disappeared. And I felt so much better about it because just taking them out of the picture allowed me to envision my perfect life as something that I could actually do. And to breathe, maybe. And yeah, and then I was like, oh, well, that feels good. Done. Not gonna happen. <laughs> and so that's 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 how it happened. And I hope that, like, for example, I don't have siblings, but Daniel has two sisters and um, one brother. 
and I do hope that they're gonna have children because I would like to be so my thing is gonna be um the cool auntie that has the um how do you say like has a thing for everything kind of like like when my mom left me with a child like with a child of her friend for like three minutes and I made Daniel let her put nail polish on him because I wanted I wanted her to know that things are not gendered and I needed to pass that message in the three minutes that I had her because the word is gonna ruin her. Yes. And so I'm gonna be that auntie. Yes, I'm gonna But I'm gonna be rich, I'm gonna have, you know, the beach house, all that. Oh totally. I'll fly wherever you live. You fly wherever I live, baby. We're gonna do this. We're gonna have one private jet each, so. Oh man, of course. Worst case scenario, we share it. <laughs> I, whenever I talk to, especially uh, my two very close friends, uh, Jessica and Mandy, um, they're so close to my heart. I love them so much. They both really want children, and I, I can completely envision it. They will be fantastic with children and it's just that's just if I look at them and they tell tell me about it it's just they look so sense. happy it just makes sense for them and I always tell them I can teach your kids about drugs and booze and <laughs> sex and feminists um and I will 100% like be that cool maybe a little bit too edgy uh yeah, yeah. I will give them like sugar, sugary sweets that make their teeth fall out. That's you know you have to have an auntie. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> you're the like we're gonna be the auntie that gives them um, sugary treats that make them like have peaks of energy and then just, like return them to the parent as crazy <laughs> devil's beasts. So I had this um, teacher in high school, and we had this open day for like. Um, um, kids that had to choose a high school and so we had an open day and I was in the kitchen I was getting paid to bake pancakes the entire day I was like sure I'll do that and um so the kids of my uh history teacher were actually on school and they were um very 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 hyperactive and so he told me listen yeah they have ADHD don't give them anything sweet and <laughs> you should you don't you should not tell me that kind of stuff because you know if he wouldn't have said anything I would have done nothing precisely nothing but he said that and I was like I kind of want to see what happens if I do no <laughs> I did not I, I was 15 I did not understand the consequences but he well he was furious he was like ellen you cannot you're never gonna get a good grade again for me you are just <laughs> but like years after i read into him at a totally random occasion he was like you were fucking funny at that but like i wanted to kill you so he kind of forgave me for that i apologize so i think we're That's good now. yeah <laughs> but i relate to that a lot <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's exactly the thing, right? If you can return them, they can be fun. Uh, yeah. I like kids with a return policy. But, like, I feel like there's so little women who actually dare to say this out loud. I think there's a lot of girls, maybe even watching, that 
think I would really like to move to it with a return policy as well, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think like, and another thing that people really cannot ever talk about is like mothers that do have children and that maybe regret it or they maybe think that, I don't know, like they do lose a lot of themselves to this mm -hmm. or I don't know. And like maybe if they were prepared a little better, they would have chosen differently. And yeah. they can never talk about it. And it's really crazy that people worry about people like me and you. They're like, I don't want them. And I'm cool with it. But they're like, no, but you're going to change your mind. And they try to change your mind. But really, like, isn't it better if you concentrate on those that are like, maybe I do want it, but I'm not 100% sure and still do it? Because then it's like hella hard. Like, it's something it's that you really up. need to be 100% in to do it and do it well and why are you trying to force someone that is so sure they don't want to have it the thing is it is way worse to uh talk someone into having children who will regret it and will wish they did not have had that kid or it will mentally damage the kid or no matter what the situation is it's worse than a woman not having kids in an overcrowded globe that is you know climate change and suffering so yeah. i don't understand what people's obsession is with this you need to have kids because you are fertile and um i saw this this is kind of also in that sense related to uh having sex as soon as you're undressed you can no longer say no that's kind of a thing i feel which is not true at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say no at any point in time. I saw a post from um, uh, our friend Kat from We Are Ungirls. Oh, yeah. And she did a post on that, I think today maybe even. And um, I was like, oh, fuck. So the times when some guy told me, yeah, but I have blue balls, I did not really want it. I mean, I did it because I felt like I had to. Yeah. Which, looking back on it, is royally fucked up. Do you have any experiences yeah. like that in that sense? I can't think of any. But I'm gonna be honest, it's because most of the times that I had sex with people and then regretted it, I was just too drunk. And so I can't remember really what happened. Which is a curse and a gift because you're like, oh gosh, I hope I didn't do anything crazy. But then at least you didn't have the haunting image of that guy you once left with because you were drunk enough. And yeah, yeah. never too drunk, never, you know, problematic drunk. Mm -hmm. um, we were usually both drunk and I still yeah. wanted on some level. And then I was like, <laughs> that's it. For those listening to the podcast, as soon as it's out there, you have to check out this video okay. you just made. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was just saying, yeah, I, I would say that I, I don't think I've had that type of experience, but particularly because I think that after a certain age, I started being like, if someone did actually say that, I'm going to be like, you go fuck yourself. I swear to God, if Corona wouldn't have been a thing, and I would have just 
grown to be the woman I am today without the, the lockdown, I would have been having sex with a lot of random people and I would have loved it and I would have, as soon as they would have said something, I just have not been in a situation to go, you can go fuck yourself, but I'm still waiting for the moment oh. when I get to... I bet you're going to have these. <laughs> you're oh. going to have someone tell you something wrong. Men always find a way <sighs> See, to ruin everything. I Okay, so I, I'm, I'm on 5 million dating apps because I'm single as fucking shit. Um, By the way, sorry. What is your um, sexual orientation? I never labeled it, but I oh. think that because of... Yeah, actually that's true. After recording the first and second entire season of the slut show, which check them, um, I realized because the second season was fully dedicated to the LGBTQ plus community, and I was like, I cannot remember a moment in life where I not felt attracted to people. So mm -hmm. I realized it's not about gender. I'm not. I, I, it's not about sexuality. It's not about. I love people. Mm -hmm. So, but, but then again, I've never had sex with anyone other than um, people identifying as males, men. So, um, yeah, but well, that's like saying that everybody is asexual before they have sex for the first time. Thank you. Exactly. So, I never labeled it because people. Um, what about you? The same, but I do label it as pansexual because. That's how it feels. I guess I'm pen then too. Yeah, but um, but it's something like it's a bit like with the um, um with the having a child thing. I never thought about it. I never thought I had an option. I never thought of my options. And I actually realized that I was consensual during my relationship with Daniel. So I came out to him. Um, he was like, "Cool." <laughs> that was a very well, that's great, though. It's like, yeah. great. He could not care less. But um, it is a bit weird because sometimes I feel weird about saying it because I did sleep with a girl once, um, but I don't feel like it um, qualifies me enough, which is so silly. Again, it's like saying that everybody is asexual before they get another person to legitimize their own sexuality, which is... I strongly nuts. feel like I don't have enough experience to call myself bi or pet or whatever, but that is rigid. That's not what it is about. It's your identity, it's not your experience, it's what you are. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Thank you, sis. <laughs> For real. Um, I. But yeah, so you started, if you want to go ahead with the dating apps, I'm sorry, I oh, yeah, completely yeah, sidetrack you. God, again, thank you. So I am on five million dating apps because I'm single as fuck. Uh, let's get back to that. If you think like, hey, Ellen, you seem like a really nice person sliding my DMs with something other than a dick pic or, oh, you're pretty, how about you're a great feminist or I would love to get to know you? Those are great yeah. starters, okay? So if you're watching, you're listening, and, you know. People go ahead. She's fantastic. Yeah. And she's better than me at blowjobs, I think. She, she looks like she enjoys it. She gets a lot of compliments, so. I, I practice. That's an added quality, by the way. You have so many qualities, but that's that's some interest sometimes. Like, the dead ass, I think it is stupid. And people are going to be like, oh, did you really say this? But I think it's stupid that you don't get to put that shit on your resume. Why can I not just, <laughs> just stay? Gives good blowjobs. 
I mean, why not? I uh, know, I know. So yeah, the dating apps. And yeah. so this, um, I have in my description, it says feminist powerhouse. Cause fuck that. Let me just put it out there. They see, they see the slut show as a thing, so they might as well. Um, and so I got this guy to, he texted me and he says, um, feminist, as in the one who has body hair everywhere and hates men, or as in the heterosexual white girl. And I was like, what are the other options? And I just literally, I Googled feminist noun. So I copy pasted it and I said, feminists don't hate men. We hate men who think that we do not deserve equal chances, opportunities, and resources. And he was like, well, consider me a feminist then. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm gonna. <laughs> but isn't it crazy though? It is so nuts that people still think that feminist is like, like ma feminism is like masculinism for women. It's not. It's not. I love men. I love your bodies. I'm so attracted to you. I think you are, for the majority, great. But I also think there's a bunch of dickheads among you. Just like I think there's a bunch of dickheads amongst women. More percentage, but yeah. <laughs> right. I love women a ton more. Uh, but men are fine, considering that, you know, like if you think about it, most of us, like grow up with blind spots with regards to issues that we don't have to face and white men in particular have very little like white men that are heterosexual and like uh, maybe like of a higher class you know cis white like, high class heterosexual men yeah those people didn't really face that many and so it's very normal that amongst them there's more people with a lot more blind spots yeah um but i don't know yeah i do like women though i used to be one of the boys used to be a person that defined that defined herself as such um and i used to say that i didn't have women friends because women didn't like me well guess what it might be a bit of an ass to women if women are not liking you, like sleeping with their boyfriends, I did that. Um, yeah. Tell me that. No, no, it's okay. Um, I don't think she's listening. No, it would be very awkward. But actually, we're very good friends now, which is super nuts. Wow. Um, I slept with someone's boyfriend. She was in the same group of friends. I kind of entered the group of friends and decided to sleep with the only person that had a girlfriend. Um, and then left for Australia. And then found, found another guy that I liked better and broke up with such person. And he went back. Yeah, and they got back together eventually. This was a lot of years ago. They are still together now. They're together now. Oh my god. That is a phenomenal story. It's, it is pretty, like, pretty incredible if I think about how much... Well, have never talked to him again, but how much she has grown and how much she tells me that re their relationship has grown, has grown and how she was able to get through this both with him and with me. Now she's one of the people from back home that I talk to the most. Oh my God. And she's very that lovely. Is, that is and amazing though. That is honestly 
so inspiring that you can yeah. be so forgiving to yourself as well. Well, yeah, I was not in a great position, like in a great moment for myself at that moment. Like, mm -hmm. um, I, I was actually seeking men that men, boys men. that were not that were not men. available because in my head I didn't deserve a boyfriend of my own, and I kept saying, "Oh, it, I keep getting men that are not available." It almost feels like an observed man of my own. Mm. And just afterwards, I realized that I got the thing the other way around. It was because yeah. I didn't think I deserved it. And so I put myself in shit situations so that people could reinforce the idea that I was a shit person and that I didn't deserve anything. Um, Good for yeah. you for realizing that, though. That's very impressive self reflection. Yes. Um, I am a person that reflects a shitload way too much and the anxiety <laughs> choose to our anxiety um, I also like full disclosure had like a complete meltdown today I have no idea what is happening it's happening it has been happening which it hasn't been before like for a very long time so I was actually not in a great mood, but now I am, so I'm very happy that we're doing this. I felt that, though. I you felt, felt what? I felt that that happened. I somewhere today, I was like, I think something is not. I felt it. I don't know. We've been yeah. we've been talking so much since uh, the whole. I'm gonna stop touching my hair as well. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking so much since. Um, I think I reached out to you about doing a collaboration partnership, and then this whole um, five million audio audios a day thing started, and I I'm loving it so much, honestly. Makes me realize that there is women who are fucking fantastic, and more than that. So um, thank you for that, and I really feel like we connected on like a heart to heart kind of level. Yeah, it's true. I think we share a lot, um, and although I am quite a bit older than you. We seem to have had a lot of similar experiences. Um, as in, at your age, I didn't even know what I was going through. Like, actually, no, I think it was a bit, I was about your age when I did that very stupid thing. Um, and, well, it was in the, at peak of my eating disorder. It was like, just, just top worst. Um, and definitely wasn't able to process anything, understand that he had anxiety, admit any of this. Um, so I think it's really, it's really crazy um, wherever it comes from. Like I know um, it's not necessarily good how some people get to a certain level of, um, I don't know, kind of like conscience, but it has been very incredible to me connecting to you this much. If I think about that shit person that it was in your age. <laughs> Truly, I was talking to another girl, she's 18, and she was telling me, oh my god, the people in my class would know what feminism is. And I was like, honey, if there was hope for me, there is for everybody. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god. I cannot judge anybody. I was fat phobic. I was, um, I'm, I'm certainly all of these things still a little bit, um, but I'm working on them. So yeah, I was like definitely fatphobic, I was a misogynist, I was um, 
like racist. I was like all of the worst things that you could possibly think of a human. Like I was them, and how so you, yeah. How did there's... that get ingested in you? How did that? What do you mean? Like, how did that start? Is that something that, for as long as you can remember, you felt that way? Is that the way you were raised? The people you surrounded yourself with? Things like that. Because I look for a reason, you know? Yeah, I think definitely... Well, I grew up in a small town that never helps me anything. Um, I grew up in Italy. Also doesn't help. And then, probably, yeah, also my family, to some extent, they're not bad people, but maybe, you know, sorry, from a different generation. And um, so, for example, the other day I was talking to my dad, and they have already grown a lot, especially because they, you know, listen to me, and I'm a bit of a, just, just very intensely prone to correcting you if you're being not very correct towards others and i was about to say that i am um a bit of a pain but no you are a pain if you're not being no jared no jared go away explain for a second while i plug myself in explain for a second to the people who is jared all right you're gonna fix your technical shit i will explain who jared is Jared is okay so when you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself or when you go like i look pretty oh i shouldn't say that about myself no no no. Jared, shut up so she named her negative voice the misogynist inside of her the anything that we now realize oh that's actually fucked up she named him and that made me realize i need a name for my own and i still haven't thought about the name we have a couple of options right now, but I mean, I, I can't steal your Jared, so I need to think of something else. Of course you can steal him! He sucks for everybody, not just for me. True. The hilarious thing is that my Jared is named after a guy that was a master in paradise, Australia. And <laughs> he's such a white guy. Such a white guy, he was always red. And he always said such stupid things. And so I was like, I started thinking, if I gave him this name, if I gave my negative thoughts this name, every time I have one, I'm going to think that he's saying it, and I'm going to be like, who the hell will listen to him? I would not listen to him. And so I stopped. But, but yeah, like, so all of a sudden, I know a name, but I am so scared to say it and then have that person be watching. <laughs> Can we chat? Who's, who's so, watching? Well, the thing is, if uh, this is gonna go online, it's it's uncut, so that's okay. You can tell me afterwards. But the whole thing started because I was saying that yeah, I correct my parents, and um, they're getting better. But for example, like he, my dad was saying, yeah, because my my friend has a brother um, that felt like a woman, and blah blah blah. And then it was like, actually. Your friend didn't have a brother. He had a sister that was assigned male at birth. And, and he thought about it. And he was like, well, that makes sense because that's how it is. Um, and so I feel like they were never really given any type of, I don't know, like tool to really understand these things. And I don't know. They didn't try to ever teach me anything, you know, bad. They never taught me anything 
that was like, oh, like gay people are wrong or anything. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I don't think they, I think my mom told me a lot, just like, just people are people. And that was good. Um, but I don't know, I maybe perceived less inclusive thoughts from my dad's side. But yeah, nothing too crazy. I think it's just mostly Italy and society. Right. And then right. I started moving around. And that helped. Yeah, and traveling changes your perspective on everything, I feel. I traveled so much from such a young age that I just, I don't know, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wait, there is way more than the small town I grew up in and the high school where people care about popularity and make it one big fashion show. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit, man. And it puts things in perspective. It does. It does. How do you, um, you mentioned earlier, you said something along the lines of, um, I lost what you said, but um, we were talking about eating disorders anyways. Um, you have experience with that yourself. Um, I've had experience with that. And how do you feel that shaped you and the way you look at yourself now? Um, well, for sure, like, I still have, like, thoughts that are eating disorder-like. Um, like if anybody comments on the amount that I eat, um, which can be like in a perfect society, it would be okay if my boyfriend said, um, oh no, you, you ate all of your, um, like your plate. I was hoping that you would leave some behind uh, because I was starving. Like, you know, that would be totally fine. In, in a place where being fat isn't stigmatized and eating a lot isn't bad to do for women, um, it wouldn't be an issue, but it is for me. That makes me think, oh shit, I ate too much. And when people tell me, oh, you eat so little, I feel like, good. And I, at the same time, I feel bad because... For feeling good. Yeah. yeah um, Jared is feeling that, good, man. Hmm? Jared was feeling good, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that that has been something that, first of all, I didn't realize I had until mm -hmm. years after which is crazy, and I am detaching myself more and more from um, eating disordered thoughts, but it's not easy, um, especially it's because really we live in a very fat-phobic, um, and like in a very fat-phobic society, and I'm not even sure I can be categorized as small fat, because I can find like clothes in any store, mm -hmm. and I also like, I'm, I'm a medium, mostly. Right. So, I don't think I categorize as a small fat either, but I have been fat shamed with by two doctors, um, in like in one month when like I don't know, when it was going to doctors because they still had faith in the medical community. Stop doing that. <laughs> Not doing that anymore. Well, I get yeah. that. I get. I see why. I see why. Yeah, yeah, literally, I went to the same doctor that gave me the drugs that made me gain weight. And she was like, you're, you're bigger, though, right, than last time I saw you. And I was like, yeah, the, like the drugs that you gave me actually made me gain so much weight. And everybody knows in antidepressants, when you gain weight, it's so hard to get rid of. And yeah. she was like, no, that can't be it. Young people like you should be able to get rid of the weight in a very short time. Bitch, go fuck yourself. 
went home, changed it up to her. Was it 3 p.m. and couldn't she just have a little break or what? Oh my god. For fuck's sakes. Like, how, how, is it, how is it possible? Like, if I got fat shamed by two doctors, what do people Two skinny say? white girls talking about it. Right. Exactly. We, that's so hard on me as well. I, I constantly feel like I cannot do enough for um for fat people because the stigma needs to be put the hell off and i i've been thinking about dedicating an entire season to this of the slut show as soon as recording um on location is a possibility again so that's a huge huge announcement um i really hope i can make that work I have had my fair share of experience with eating disorders myself when I went into therapy. It took me months and months and months to realize that that wasn't an eating disorder of the last month. No, it had been going on since I was 15 in all kinds of different shapes, ways, and forms. And, yeah. um, oh, when you just said you're not hungry at the same time, so why would you worry about not wanting sex, wanting or not wanting sex at the same yeah. time? Um, I remember once, and this story has never been told either. Um, I was at my at the time boyfriend's place, and uh, for people who have a past with eating disorders, it might be the right time to skip a little forward if you're listening to the podcast. And for those who uh, are watching live, maybe click away. Um, but for those who can handle it, great, stick to it. <laughs> um, I was at his place. I have not eaten for a very long time and then I came to this place and I was like you want to have dinner but I have the rule to myself really quick wish huh uh, I have the rule to myself I cannot eat more than another person so he told me I'm not really hungry let's eat a little snack a little later and I was like sure we can do that and then um, we came later and later and he wasn't hungry and he wanted to go to bed and so we went to bed and at 6 a.m., I couldn't sleep because of my stomach crumbling. And he was asleep. Yeah. And I was waiting. I was waiting. And it started at 11 a.m. And he wasn't up. And I woke him up. And um, I was like, do you want to have breakfast? And I was not in a good mood. And he was like, no, I'm not really hungry. And I lost my shit. I completely lost it. I, I went batshit fucking crazy. I so could not, I was starving, and I could not get over the rule I had set for myself. I, looking back at that, I would have loved to be able to talk to him and tell him, hey, thank you for bearing with me, and thank you for um, respecting me and being with me, even though I was such a fucking bitch at times. Um, because those are memories that even though I, it's kind of hilarious as well in a way, in a very dark, <laughs> a dark sinister way, um, those are things that shouldn't happen. And diet culture and fat phobia, constantly re-ingesting all those things makes it so hard to break free from it. If it makes it so hard for women like ourselves, how hard must it be for fill out the blank. No, exactly. That's the thing. Like I was I was actually listening to a um, room in um, 
about yesterday because we were talking about um, fat phobia actually and thin privilege and um, they were talking about how we have one minute remaining my, my phone says oh my god okay we have one minute remaining ladies and gentlemen I'm gonna end it up um, this is not a very natural ending I'm sorry but okay I don't know why but um, thank you <laughs> so much at home for tuning in for this very rushed ending and for this week's episode of the Slut Show. Thanks so next, next week, I am, <laughs> next week I'm back. Same time, same place. I will be joined by the creative brain guy and all the artwork from the Slut Show, Maisie at from at Jenna's Draws Shitty. If you like this episode, I'm sure you will like season one and two just as much. So head over to youtube.com slash buy all more or listen to the slut show on your favorite podcast platform if you want to support the slut show head over to my patreon page everything is in the link in my description we have a couple seconds remaining follow the both of us on instagram thank you so much for joining me thank you at home for watching and for now sluts out sluts out <laughs>